0: Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Here we are summertime and the usual dangers we think of are obviously hurricanes, drowning and car accidents during our regular afternoon thunderstorms with wet roads and flooding and people generally driving too fast. The heat, of course, is ever-present, and we generally just accept it as part of living in tropical weather. However, heat has plenty of its own dangers. And to tell us who is most at risk, what can happen when we're overheated, how to recognize symptoms, and how to deal with it, I'm very happy to welcome, from a position you may not have known existed, Miami-Dade County's Chief Heat Officer, Jane Gilbert. Welcome to the program, Jane.
2: Alan, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: How did you manage to get that title of Chief Heat Officer? I love that.
2: <laughs> so we've always known, as you mentioned earlier, heat here in Miami and South Florida. We live in a subtropical, hot, humid area. And I had been working on environmental and climate change issues here in Miami for quite some time. I served as the city of Miami's first chief resilience officer, where we worked on an overall climate adaptation strategy. And, you know, we got into that work with seeing increased flooding on our streets. You mentioned earlier with with cars driving through it, you know, with our king tides, et cetera. And Miami and South Florida is known internationally for its vulnerability to sea level rise and flood risk. And extreme heat wasn't as prevalent on our radar as a response. But when I went out into our neighborhoods and spoke to people, actually, their concerns about extreme heat came up a lot. And Two years ago, a group of community-based organizations did a series of surveys and focus groups in neighborhoods throughout Miami-Dade County and realized that actually extreme heat was their top concern as it related to climate change. And what we don't know is it's kind of a silent killer. We don't see it. It's not as visible as a hurricane ripping off a roof or a car driving through three feet of water. It, it happens in people's homes, in, in remote areas, and yet it is the number one weather-related killer in the United States, across the world, and here in South Florida. More than hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, forest fires, more than any of those. Some say more than any of those combined. Wow.
0: Well, I'm accustomed to hearing about people, say, in Arizona, where it gets to 120 degrees and they say, oh, it's a dry heat. And like 120 degrees is 120 degrees. And people (laughs) literally die uh, if they don't have air conditioning. And just these last few weeks, we've had this heat dome and it's actually been hotter in other parts of the country than here. But I will tell you, I've been in South Florida since I was three years old and it literally was not as hot when I was growing up as it is now. And You're
2: absolutely right. It isn't. It's actually our it, temperatures have risen. Yeah. an average since nineteen eighty five it's risen an average of a little over two degrees Fahrenheit. But what that results in, you mentioned that we Arizona may have dry heat. We have wet heat, which is actually makes our heat index or feels like temperature much higher. So we've had 77 more days a year on average since 1970 of days with a heat index over 90 oh, degrees wow. where it's when it starts to get dangerous for people to be exposed for a long time. So you're absolutely right. It has gotten hotter. I've been here for 26 years. I feel like it's gotten hotter.
0: Yeah, and I s- can tell. Some the summers of it, are longer, yeah. a more
2: oppressive.
0: <laughs> well, now it's now it's ten months of summer instead of all nine. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I do attribute some of it to the fact that we built up all the condos on the water, so there's no breeze coming in. We yep. cut down tons of trees, partially for hurricanes, but yep. also to build. And we got rid of a lot of parks and put in more concrete so the heat rises. You hit
2: the nail on the head. So a lot of people think we're getting increasing temperatures just because of climate change. We are because of climate change, but the other reason is how we're developing as a city, how we're developing as a community. More impervious pavements, less trees, dark building materials, all that absorb heat and make it create literal urban heat islands that can be over 15 degrees hotter than our rural areas.
0: And I know, you know, you step under a tree and suddenly it's like, oh, I can breathe again. It's, right. And yeah, you even survive. when even when the temperatures are cool out, when you're in the direct sun, it is hot. Right. So With the heat on the rise, and, you know, you were saying that 77 days out of the year, the heat index is over 90, but in summer, we've got heat indexes in the triple digits.
2: Oh, actually, no. It's We've had a 77-day increase. Actually, we have over 154 days with a heat index over 90 now. Okay, And we're going to have, historically, this is going to continue to increase going forward. And projections are, we're going to go from having about about seven days a year, where we get into very dangerous heat indices of 105 or more to 88 or close to three months, just in the next 30 years or
0: so. Wow, this is really serious. The human body is not made to cope with these temperatures. I
2: mean, the good news is, though, these are preventable. And that's really what the message I want to get out today is how to take care of yourself and your loved ones on hot days
0: okay what can we do where do we start and what temperature level do we start at
2: so at 90 heat index of 90 is really when if you're exposed for a long period of time it can be dangerous you need to think about hydration and that meaning water or a drink with electrolytes not heavy sugary drinks not certainly not alcohol or caffeinated drinks but water and drinks with electrolytes. You want it if you're exerting a lot of work or energy, either because you work outside or you're an athlete or your kids are playing outside, need to think about breaks in a cool space, whether it's shade or inside an air-conditioned space, and rest. Those are the most key things to take care of. And and you know, if you can think about when you're spending your time outdoors. If you want to spend a day at the beach, you could go early in the morning or late, late afternoon as it gets cooler that might also be a way to protect yourselves and your family.
0: You know, it kind of goes along with the watering restrictions that we should only water the lawns and the same advice that we've gotten from the Humane Society about walking your pets because it hurts their little paws. So again, mornings and evenings, and then we have to worry about the mosquitoes, but at least we have things we can, you know, wear long sleeves. Right. So there's always something, but getting back to the heat, Are there populations that are more vulnerable than others? Yes, I'm
2: glad you asked. So there are some populations that are more vulnerable because they're exposed to heat more. So those would be like outdoor workers. Outdoor workers, if they're exerting a lot of energy, like an agricultural worker or like a roofer, they can be 35 times more likely to have a heat-related, severe heat-related illness than your average person. So they're very exposed people who are unhoused or homeless, people who can't afford their air conditioning, and then young kids. Kids are out in summer camps a lot. And so you need to, if you're a parent, you want to make sure the camp they're in is taking the heat seriously and taking care of the kids to make sure they get breaks and water, et cetera. And then elderly can be more sensitive people with pre-existing conditions. So we have very unreported heat-related illnesses because oftentimes a heart attack or kidney failure or stroke is induced by heat and it's not recorded that way. But people with heart conditions, with lung conditions, definitely people with diabetes are more sensitive to heat. Also, people on certain medications are more sensitive to heat. And then the last population I really want to talk about Mm -hmm. is pregnant women. So pregnant people are more sensitive to heat but what's a double concern is that extreme heat exposure can create negative birth outcomes can result in preterm births and other negative birth outcomes so it's really important for those pregnant people out there to take care of themselves
0: and take advantage of your 9 months and let people pamper you <laughs> yeah. you yes. know don't yes. feel like you have to be so tough and work up until the day before you give birth it's okay And important, as we're finding out, to really take care of yourself. You don't want to put a child at risk, and you certainly don't want to put yourself as a mother-to-be at risk. Yes. Um, What are some of the symptoms that we need to be concerned about? How do we know if we're just sweating a lot or if we're really getting to a point where we're in danger?
2: Some of the early signs are muscle cramps, if you're getting muscle or stomach cramps. You need to slow down, stop, take a rest in a cool spot and drink some water. If you get a headache, start to feel dizzy, certainly. And then we get into stronger signs like nausea and um, passing out. Um, And that's really heat and very heavy sweating and cool, clammy skin That, that can be when you get into levels of heat exhaustion Uh, and then it can be harder if you if you're feeling nauseous you can't force water you can't force the drinking what you do is do tiny sips and and get cool. If a body's temperature, if an adult body's temperature gets over 104, uh, child's temperature gets over 105. 911. You can see stopping of. Uh, if 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 the temperature actually, if the temperature starts to get over 103, it's 911 call. Wow. Because that could be heat stroke, and that could be fatal.
0: Okay. And, you know, we think of fevers in terms of, oh, I have a cold, I have a fever. I have COVID, I have a fever. And we're accustomed to coping with a certain amount of fever, but it seems like it's different when it's heat related.
2: Yeah. If your body's really, when you get into heat stroke, it means your body's no longer able to regulate that heat. And it's just going straight in your body and you're increasing with the temperature. And that's when it gets very dangerous.
0: Are there people who can't tell, for whatever reason, don't have a sense of their bodies and how hot they're getting and may end up overheated or with heat stroke without having some of those symptoms?
2: Well, certainly people with certain conditions, you know, with elderly, they may not be as conscious of what's happening to them. And people with certain Mental illnesses may not think about it, or certainly, I've when I spoke to the emergency room doctor at at Jackson, they see a lot of people who've been partying, uh, and they're they're not paying attention, right? right. Whether it's right. alcohol or recreational drugs, and they're not drinking water along with it, and they're not paying attention, and so that can be a real risk.
0: Okay. So one of the things that we see on the TV medical shows, if someone is overheated, they have a high fever, they put them in a bathtub of ice. Is that a real thing that we should do? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cooling down, taking claws and you want to loosen your clothes. You want to get wet clothes. We have these cooling towels that we give to our disaster volunteers that you can wet and put on the back of your neck the evaporation of that water helps with the cooling. That's really what your body does when it sweats is, is it's cooling by through the evaporation of the water on your skin. And the challenge with our humid environment is is that it doesn't work as well. <laughs> In a dry climate, that works better, but it doesn't. That's why we have with the heat index that feels like temperature feels higher.
0: Okay. So let's say someone is experiencing this. And I'll tell you, I've had this. Um, I love tennis. I'm not a very good player, but I'll go out there. and <laughs> I'm and, with you. Right, right. And, and I reached a point somewhere where I started getting these horrible headaches and they turned into migraines. And I found that I could only, like we said before, play in the morning or in the evening because it's just too hot and I would not be able to function for the rest of the day. Yeah. So is it...
2: I saw this happen with my son coming back from tennis one afternoon and he was out of it. He wasn't thinking clearly. He'd clearly been sweating a lot. And I changed both the timing of his tennis, but also a bigger water bottle... With electrolytes, I bought one of those big things, of Gatorade, and put right. it in. And that really helped him a right. lot.
0: I did that. The other thing I did was I took a um, cooler and filled mm-hmm. it with ice and put mm-hmm. my water bottles in the ice. And my towel in the ice, and the ice would melt into ice water. The towel would always be ice cold. And I would literally pour bottles of water over my head to keep my head and neck cool. And that did make a difference. But, you know, I still have to be careful. Are there, you know, first thing I think of is, okay, let me take some ibuprofen or naproxen, something for a headache. Is that okay when you're at this level of extreme heat?
2: That's a good question. I think the first thing, if you can hydrate, is that's going to give you the most relief to your headache, is that hydration. It wouldn't hurt to take an ibuprofen or Tylenol, but certainly my my first advice would be to rehydrate as much as possible.
0: Okay. And what can we do to help people who are having symptoms or if someone passes out? You already you said 911 is the first call. Yeah. In yeah. the interim, is there something that you can do as? Yeah. Okay.
2: So... Yeah, you want to get them to as cool a spot as is, is accessible to you at that moment, whether it's a shade or an air-conditioned spot. You want to loosen their clothes and get wet towels cool cool down their body, particularly their hands, their back of their neck, their head. Those are places that if, if you lose heat, quickly, that can help. And and just, you know, take their shoes off, like any way to sort of allow for them to cool down.
0: It sounds like the flip side of when you're in the snow and they say, keep your head warm, that's the first right. thing, exactly. and keep your appendages warm, your fingers right. and toes. So, all right, kind of the reverse for for <laughs> all of our folks who have come from New York to South Florida, just reverse just, the process.
2: Just, exactly. <laughs> okay. Good advice.
0: Okay. Um, wh- is there anything else we need to know? Are there guidelines that you can provide on the Miami-Dade County website?
2: Yeah. If anyone Googles Miami-Dade County Extreme Heat, you'll get to our website. It has much more information on how we're vulnerable, what people can do, et cetera.
0: Okay. Is there anything else you want our audience to know?
2: Uh, We need more trees and we need more cool areas. So support that in your neighborhoods for more trees, more cool roofs, more cool pavements, because that's going to help also.
0: Well, I can Keep tell art. you there's another Adopt-a-Tree event coming up on yes. the
2: 16th. Yes, July 16th.
0: Yes, in Miami-Dade County. Yes, and um, Dade County residents can get two free trees as long as supplies last, and we do have that information on our events listing, so you can check Great. out our website for that. And then there will be another Adopt-a-Tree event in September, which we'll let you know about. So at the minimum, if you can put trees around your house, obviously in safe places, not close to power lines, you know, not where it'll fall on your roof. There's so much to take into consideration. But what's wonderful is Miami-Dade County has done such an amazing job of covering every aspect of life in South Florida and everything we need to do to stay safe, no matter the circumstances, that pretty much you can go to MiamiDade.gov and just search on the website. You'll find almost anything that you need to know. But for this specifically, please Take care of your family, take care of your kids, pregnant moms, stay indoors, enjoy the air conditioning. There are even services that will help you pay your bills if you're having trouble yes. with the electric bill. Yes, there are.
2: Look <laughs> so, for light bill assistance on Miami-Dade. We can help you with
0: that as well. Awesome. And for more about this specifically, miamidade.gov/heat. Chief Heat Officer, I'm just I'm so in awe of that title. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I thought maybe you work for the Miami Heat <laughs> Yeah, well,
2: I, yeah. I, You give me a nice jersey when I got appointed that oh, That's was very so
0: nice. nice That's wonderful <sighs> But yeah. really thank you for caring for our community And thank you for providing all of this great information We'll put the links up to your website And all the recommendations that you just heard Take them to heart Because they can affect your heart Your head, your body, your life Yes, okay. yes Thank you, Alan. Thank
2: you for having us.
0: Thank you. Joining us now on Community Focus, the executive director of Tree of Life Parenting Center, a nonprofit that provides education, supplies, and services to expecting and new moms all for free. And now they're going a step further with their community baby shower on August 6th. So happy to welcome back to the program, Executive Director Gloria Martinez. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. You must be busy as all get out, putting this together. (laughs) You know, I have to start with all the services that you provide for expectant moms and new moms and provide for free. What made you want to go this extra step and do a community baby shower for free?
1: (laughs) I love how you keep mentioning that. Yes, Um, all all of our services are free. This event is free. Honestly, we started this last year because everyone kept asking, you know, Is it possible to do a community baby shower? What does that look like? Can we do it? And we did it. So I'm super excited because last year we did 127 moms and three dads. And this year we're hoping to do over 200 people for our community baby shower. And honestly, this is something that's not done often, but should be done more. This is a great opportunity for those families that, for whatever reason, aren't able to have a baby shower. This is a way that they can enjoy and celebrate and really, you know, everything, play the games, get the raffles, get little gifts for their babies um, and just have a great time. And you're providing
0: food and beverages and even a panel of experts, right? Yes.
1: This year we're doing it so big. Thanks to Monica Perez, Councilwoman Monica Perez. She gifted us the Mylander for the day. Wow. So we are doing it in a ballroom. I mean, they're going to be able to come and sit down and get a full meal. They still get the the fun, like I said, of games and raffles and stuff. But now while they're listening to the panelists, they get to sit down in a ballroom and really have it like a sit down baby shower. It's so exciting.
0: That's and the Mylander is so beautiful. The Mylander Center in Hialeah, just like you say, like a ballroom. And you're going to give them these takeaways with bags full of goodies. What are you looking to put in their swag bags?
1: (laughs) I love that swag bags. Yes. So, the main thing is that these diaper bags are going to be backpack style because they're easier for mom or dad to throw over their shoulder, pack full, and keep it moving since we know that babies need a lot of things, right? But the best thing is that we've got like 200 agencies, companies, businesses that have donated things for these bags. We've got everything from like purple pillows going in there to tummy tape to breast milk bags, prenatal vitamins, onesies. I mean, you name it, and it's in there for these families.
0: And these are things that they generally can't afford. I mean, you have people who come to you who are really in need. But from what I understand from our previous conversations, they don't need to prove anything. They don't need to have documentation. If someone walks in and says, I'm having a baby, you will help them.
1: Exactly. We don't turn anyone away. We don't even ask for ID because we don't want them to be fearful if they're not citizens of getting the help that they need for their families.
0: It's really a remarkable service that you do, and you make such a difference in the lives of these families are there things that you still need i mean you've got all these things to go in bags do you need the bags to put the things in
1: we do so we have amazing interns they have reached out to all these companies they've got the stuff to go in the bags but now we need honestly the community <laughs> to help us when it comes to our amazon wish list so that they can order some of the backpack style diaper bags for these families so that we can fill the items in there
0: okay and i know that you've got the wish list on your website we have it on our event listing on our website. What are some of the items? Like, it's not all, I, I had to look. <laughs> it's not all just the backpack bags. You've got some other things on there too. Are there particular items in addition to the backpack bags that you want, the diaper bags?
1: Yes. So one thing that people don't think of is the moms and the dads here, right? Like, yes, everything's about the baby. We're giving you a ton of stuff for baby. But some of the things you'll notice on our Amazon wish list is like face masks, right? So that moms can have a little bit of self care. So we can throw a little bit, you know, something special in there for them. The other thing that you know, you can never have enough of is the breast pads and the breast milk bags, because those you use every single day with a newborn. I'm going to add one more thing, and
0: only because I just spoke with, believe it or not, there is a chief heat officer in Miami-Dade County, and we were talking about the dangers of the heat in summer, and one of the populations she mentioned that is more vulnerable is pregnant moms, yeah. so you know, if there's any time to be pampered, this is it. But it's also a very real concern that they need to stay cool. So anything that you can give them, like, you know, the cooling towels or the clothing that cools you down or, you know, sheets that keep them cool at night, you know, just do that too as an added benefit.
1: But yeah. yeah, they need to stay hydrated and out of that heat because like you said, in South Florida, it gets really hot. We do have maternity clothes here that we offer to families as well, especially tank tops and sundresses, because boy, when that heat starts, it's rough.
0: Yeah, it really is. Now, you mentioned you have a few dads who come too, and I think that is so cool. Are they welcome to the baby shower?
1: They are welcome. That is one thing that I definitely try and push because dads are pregnant too. And dads go through postpartum and all the stages, just like moms do. And so we do encourage dads to sign up. We encourage them to come, whether they're a single dad with a newborn or if they're coming with their spouse, their girlfriend, whoever it is. We definitely want them to come out and join in on the fun.
0: Have you found that at the baby shower... Moms will connect with other moms and create friendships, and then kind of raise their kids together.
1: Absolutely. And one thing we're adding to our panelist sections this year is that topic exactly is how to create your mom village because it is hard. Whether you're a single mom, whether you've got a huge support system, whether you've been married—I don't know your whole life, right? It's still hard. And so, definitely creating a village for moms, for dads, for whoever is in your support system is definitely. Important. Important. And it's got to be really
0: comforting to have someone who understands what you're going through and doesn't say, "Oh, you're just crazy." <laughs> you
1: <know? laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, we've talked about this, Ellen. I started the program because I'm a single mom too. It has, you know, there's been moments where it's not easy, and so being able to provide that support and these resources and services for other people in similar situations is, is just amazing.
0: Yeah, you have to feel so good every time a mom <laughs> comes in. And- And then they come back after they've had the baby and you get to meet them. You're like everybody's mom. You're like the mom of all (laughs) these
1: little babies.
0: Um,
1: Yes. Yeah. And when they come back and they're just so grateful or they're like, I got it. You know, I got that job. I got the baby in daycare. Those are all the things that we celebrate with them
0: because it's huge. And you help them to get there, too, with all the guidance. Can you give us a preview of who's going to be on the panel and some of the things you'll be talking about?
1: Sure. So we do have doulas that are going to be on the panel, lactation specialists, doctors, midwives. We really have a variety so that everyone gets a little bit on that panel. And we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about prenatal care. It's also National Breastfeeding Week. So we're going to have information on breastfeeding and latching, as well as, like I said, mom village support system, how to really manage because it's rough. You know, it's not always what you see in the movies. It's not always giggles and laughs. Sometimes it can be really hard for parents. So postpartum is definitely something we're also going to talk about.
0: Okay, and those are things if someone's having issues like that during pregnancy or afterward, they can still come to Tree of Life Parenting Center for assistance or guidance. It doesn't have to only be at the baby shower.
1: Exactly. We're open Monday through Thursday, 930 to 4. Our doors are always open for people to come and receive services, support, referrals, because sometimes people don't know where to get prenatal care, if they don't have insurance, if they qualify for Medicaid and things like that, we can help with all of that.
0: And I do want to clarify that you're located in Coral Gables, but the event, the Community Baby Shower 2022, is in Hialeah at the Mylander Center. Yes. So all of this is on your website. It's treeoflifemiami.org, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And do you have to click on anything to get where you want to go, find that Amazon wish list link?
1: So once you go to our website, if you see in the menu or if you're on your phone, you're going to see the three little lines for a menu, you click baby shower and right there on that page you've got everything from the registration to register for the baby shower to our Amazon wish list, to registering to be a vendor or a sponsor. And you get to see all of those amazing sponsors that have already joined this event with us.
0: And I got to tell you, being a vendor or a sponsor, it's so ridiculously inexpensive for what you're going to get and how you're (laughs) going to meet the audience that's going to want your product. You won't even believe it. So definitely go treeoflifemiami.org. Sign up there if you are a mom, a dad, soon to be. A parent, you can register to be there for free. Is there a deadline to register for the baby shower?
1: Yes. The deadline for registration is July 30th, and parents can register if they are expecting or if they have a child under three months old as of August 6th.
0: Okay, Is there a phone number that people can call for information or just go to the website and you'll find what you need?
1: The website honestly has the majority of the information. If they do have any questions or comments, they can call us. It's 305-442-9448.
0: Okay, I am expecting to fill you up with people and vendors and packages arriving from Amazon from that Baby Shower Amazon wish list. And, you know, while we're mentioning that, how are you doing with Baby Formula? We had spoken about that and we were asking for donations and then the plant that was manufacturing reopened and then they had a big storm and were flooded out and had to stop production again. So where are you with Baby Formula now? Are you still in need?
1: We are still in need. There's specific formulas that's just so hard to find. Neocate is one. Uh, Nutramigen is the other. It's just for those babies that need the hypoallergenic or the soy-based formula. That's the one that's really we're having trouble seeing it restocked.
0: Okay, and then I guess there you find the benefit of breastfeeding is <laughs> you don't have to worry yes. about buying formula. But for yes. everyone, it's not an option. So we understand that everyone has individual circumstances. But exactly, kudos to you for how you pull this all together and put together <laughs> this you. just phenomenal event. I can't wait. To see everything happened. We'll have our Cox Media Group folks out there to help and participate in the panel and just say hi to everybody and enjoy the glow that will be going through the room.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's also my daughter's third birthday, so we're going to have a little bit of a celebration there too for the CEO of Tree of Life. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Give her a big old hug for me. I will. Treeoflifemiami.org, Gloria Martinez, Executive Director. Can't thank you enough and looking forward to a full house for the 2022 Community Baby Shower. All free, all free. Enjoy. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J A 2 F 1 E at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus and have a wonderful day. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.